Today I've got professional golfer Jack Weber. Jack, how you do, bud? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, good, mate. So tell us a little bit about yourself then, with your kind of golf background, how you got started in the game and, and how you got to where you are now. Okay, so uh, I started playing golf when I was about 14. Um, and like every kid, like I want to be a professional golfer growing up. Um, and then kind of did a bit of golf at college, uh, took a bit more seriously um, and realised it was what I wanted to do. Then forty years then pretty pretty young then uh, pretty old sorry to to get started yeah. yeah I was like a failed footballer and I was like oh um, play golf be a bit spend a bit more time with my dad and then yeah I went from there um, right is it just something you yeah. picked up naturally then I mean you obviously had to be pretty decent from the get go if you picked up so so old um yeah it's kind of like one of those things where like I didn't have a lesson for probably six to nine months and then I kind of went. For a lesson it kind of all just clicked so it wasn't right. too it was kind of one of those things I kind of just picked up and I was half decent and then the harder I worked the better I got I suppose. Right were you into other sports as well or like in college or uh, high school or not really? Yeah yeah played uh, played football played cricket um, and then kind of just as I got more into golf I kind of just dropped each one off like on a I don't do that I'm playing golf now so mm -hmm. Right, and, and with the cricket then, were you were you a batter or bowler? I guess maybe if you're a batter, that can kind of help possibly with the technique of golf. It's, I think it's like tennis as well. It's a fairly similar movement, if you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I was more around as like a bit of bowling, a bit of batting. Um, and then I noticed as well, like when I was playing cricket and golf, that like, as I was sort of, I couldn't, I could never finish my golf swing fully. I'd get to sort of like three quarters and that was it. I was like, I can't go any further. Right, so it's um, kind of like that movement with the bat. Where yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Little hold off draws like Tommy Fleet, but like I couldn't get any further. I was like, oh, that's me done. That's pretty um, interesting, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then sort of when I stopped playing cricket, it just seemed a lot easier just to get through it and, and finish the swing. Um, right. And you said, yeah. you said you did do a did do a lesson for like six to nine months as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, literally was just kind of just winging it really, like playing for a bit of fun. Um, and looking back, like how on earth I ever used to hit a golf ball, I have no idea. Like, well, I was going to say, like, did you get yourself into like any bad habits or anything by by obviously trying to teach yourself before going to yeah. the pro? Yeah, and as well, like it was kind of like little things um, where I thought sort of like chipping. Like I thought it was really good to have like really like loose knees and like sort of like your knees are swaying as you chipping. I was like, oh yeah, this is silky. And I got on camera. I was like, I look a right idiot. Like what am I doing there? <laughs> yeah, like, no sort of like finesse or anything. It was just either like a chunk or a knife, or every now and again it would be like, oh yeah, I've got that one. Um, so, so yeah, so what, what sort of things was it was the coach telling you there when you did finally start to get some lessons? Like, were, were they picking up on anything or like other bad habits as well as that? Or, or uh, yeah, really it? It was, yeah, mainly kind of just set up and stuff. Um, and yeah, it was more kind of, um, I can't, yeah, like it was very sort of like swapping. Um, and then like we worked on setup, and then it's kind of it fixed a lot of my bad habits straight away because it got me more sort of set up athletically rather than just slumped over and just how far left can you swing it and hit a big slice rather than sure. getting through it. So uh, like what sort of handicap was you at then when before you started getting the lessons what sort of handicap were you at or were you, were you, not, were you not really keeping an eye on it? Not really. I was a junior at the time so I think I used to start at 54 um, and I remember I won like my first I think I won my first nine hole event of 54 um, with some stupid like 36 points through nine holes or something. 
Um, so they chopped me down. Um, and then I started, I think I was probably off about 36. I started having lessons um, and then flew from 36 to 18 in a year, I think. Oh, wow. No, uh, sorry. Fair, yeah, to like 13. And then started doing it at college and I kind of right. started taking it more seriously. So, so even before you started getting the lessons, then you were competing in tournaments? Uh, yeah, just like local junior stuff that wasn't kind of just club stuff. and um, Pretty decent yeah. though. Like, is that just because you were always pretty competitive or like what made you go into competitions? Because I mean, pretty ballsy, isn't it? Like even me now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really want to get involved in a tournament the way I play. So to do that when you just kind of taught yourself a little bit of how to play, it's pretty ballsy, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of like one of those things like my mates were playing. And like, I'm quite competitive and I was like, oh, I don't want, like, if I'm going to play, I want to beat them. I don't want to sort of play and then have to share a car journey home with them and listen to them yeah, beating yeah. me and going on. Um, so yeah, it's kind of one of those things I kind of picked up as well. Like, oh, I want to be better than you and just kept driving myself on. Yeah. And then obviously you made quite a big jump there then with your handicap, as you mentioned. So yeah, like, yeah. What, what were like the noticeable changes for you that got you from, you said you were 36 to a 13 with, yeah. the, with the lessons and with your coach? Um, it sounds silly, just I've, my mistakes got smaller. Mm -hmm. Um, and then because then I then have more confidence in my like ability and I was playing more, it'd be like a I stand on the team rather than think, Oh, I'm just gonna sort of aim left and hit it hard and see where it goes. I'm like, Okay, yeah. I'm aim at that tree. And even like 13, like you're gonna hit what you're aiming at, say six times out of ten, five times out of ten. So just by doing that, like aiming small, I think give myself more confidence to be like, okay, like you're then playing against sort of like full grown adults, aren't you? And you're a bit like, okay, like I'm a little kid, I'm going to try and beat you. Yeah. So yeah, just a bit, a few things like that, really. Bit of maybe like course management as well. I mean, obviously yeah. a lot of a lot of amateurs. I mean, it's a good point because a lot of amateurs they don't really put much thought into it, do they? Like you said, they kind of mm. just get it on the fairway, and that's really the only goal, and just go yeah. from there. And even like how many how many amateurs as well? Like stand on let's say like a par four, um, and it could be three fifty, and they'll just grab their driver, no matter whether there's out of bounds, right, left, water, bunkers. Yeah, instead of taking um, like a hybrid off the tee or something, yeah, yeah. just get get it in the fairway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you think yourself sort of like one in two, then sorry, uh, two in ten, they're gonna hit the fairway. Mm. But then how many times will it go offline? End up like in a bunker in a tree. And then you sort of not me bogey's not your your worst, but you're then looking at sort of like your doubles and your triples and stuff. Yeah, yeah, so, that's a good point. So then, um, as, as you got to that kind of thirteen handicap, then so like since then, how, how have you progressed since then? Like, what where are you at now? What are you sort of playing off? I know you're professional, but what what's yeah. your kind of score that you tend to get on a on a uh, average round? So I turn pro off plus one, mm -hmm. um, and then sort of like. Um, I've not played much lately, but before, like I was playing with my mates, it's kind of, um, I went for a spell sort of May to late June. Um, majority stuff was kind of like between like three under and one over. Like it kind of was good, consistent stuff. Um, and that was just because I was playing loads and sort of going out and thinking, stuff, I want to shoot this, I want to shoot that. Um, and I think like if you're playing with people with like the same sort of ability or like better, you're then going to think to yourself, like, oh, um, I want to beat them. Like, I want to be like them. Yeah. I was going to say, what's it like with your mates now? Are they kind of 
got to a similar level? Like, obviously, you used to play together and you were saying how you yeah. beat them. Are they, are they all got better as well, or is it just too easy for you now? Now, to be fair, like, all the lads I've, well, the majority of, so I've kind of got like the lads I'm closest with are all kind of, I've got a couple of mates that are pros, um, one lad off one, a lad off plus one. So it's kind of like we're quite a close group. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're going out there, you're going to sometimes you, like you could shoot three under and lose. Um, and that's kind of just like a tough thing. Um, but then at the same time, like I've got sort of like a few of the older guys that I grew up playing against, I'll still play now and they're off 12, 13, 14. Okay. Um, and like I'll go away on trips where I could be playing with 28 handicappers. Yeah. Um, it's one of those, like, I think that's a good thing about golf. do not matter what you play off or the handicap system's there for a reason. Sure. That's good then. So it still, it still manages it to keep it uh, like competitive for you, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like whether you're giving someone no shots or ten shots, that you're still playing shoot low score right against somebody. Sure. And what sort of things are you doing now then, apart from with mates? You, you said you're not playing for a while, but are you, mm. you tending to play in like just local competitions, or are you playing throughout the UK, or what do you normally yeah. do when you are playing? Uh, so I've just moved up to Surrey, um, mm-hmm. so I'm now at Camber Heath Golf Club, so top 100 golf club. Um, so I've kind of just settled in, my feet comfortable. Yeah. Um, so I'm now looking to play like TP Tour, Clutch Tour, um, a bit of Jamaica, and then sort of I've got some PJ stuff coming up as well, and just oh, see cool. where we go from that. Um, and I think it's one of those, and it, this, the sky's the limit. Um, so can you already automatically qualify for these then, or is any of them where you need to do a qualifier for the tours? Yeah, you know, so um, the majority of the stuff literally just enter it and you're in. Um, okay. If you were going to go sort of Euro Pro, then you'd have to go. Uh, Q school, or they've just started doing Monday qualifiers, mm-hmm. um, which seem to be um, supported well. I think it's like, say, say it's 75 per 20, then you get that money for the entry fee. So, yeah, if you qualify. So, so the goal is are you just going to maybe enter all of those and just try and play as much as you can? Or, I mean, I spoke to um, Matt Roberts the other week and he's playing yeah. on the Jamiga tour and he's hoping to turn turn pro soon and he speaks pretty highly of that tour. So I don't know, like, yeah. have you got a preference of which one you're going to play or just kind of play a little bit of each one and see how it goes? Um, probably a little bit of each one. They all kind of play different parts of like the country, different courses. Um, and, like, if you... If you're playing on different stuff against different people, you don't get comfortable. You're always pushing for more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like, if you're... I saw an interview with Macro the other day, and he was like, if I've got a tip for anyone who wants to make it, you need to play against people that are better than you. Sure, yeah. Um, so I think that's the thing. Like, if you... You could play badly one week, but then push yourself further, and then it all clip next week, and then suddenly yeah. you've got a win, and you're flying. Well, again, like you touched on the, the competitive stuff before, I think it's a good point, right? You'd rather be not the big fish in a small pond. Um, you'd want to be pushing yourself all the time to get better, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's, um, I think that's the thing. Like, if you're if you're that big fish, you can only grow so big. Sure. If you're in a small pond, whereas if you then branch out and you're in a bigger pond, the world's your oyster. Well, yeah, I mean, you get it, like you said, you're going to be playing not only against people, but you're going to be in groups of players that are better than you, and you're literally going to be able to get a free watch of them going around a course yeah. and probably how they think. You can have chats with them and, and see how they go about their game, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. Um, so a couple of years ago, I played with a lad that played, uh, used to play a bit on Challenge Tour. 
um, and like Europa and stuff. And like playing with him opened my eyes to like a different side of golf. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of always been a bit like, oh yeah, just ro- ro- uh, sorry, rock up, whack it, go find it. Sure. Um, and chatting to him, it's just like everything he does is so sort of like perfect. So he goes through his full routine and nothing changes from anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we sort of chat a bit about aim point and then through there I learned about that um, whereas if I'd never played with them I wouldn't have got that knowledge and experience yeah well I think that those kind of conversations are brilliant I mean I watch a lot of it on the TV with uh, like TaylorMade they do some great content and yeah, they'll have yeah. like Jason Day and McElroy and Matt Wolf and all those kind of guys that are on TaylorMade and they'll literally just do a session, like five, six of them in the bunker or chipping. Yeah, yeah. And they're having this conversation that's going on for like an hour. And like, there's literally nothing more valuable than those kind of conversations. Yeah. Did you see the one where they were talking to Tiger and they were like, oh, what do you feel when you chip? And it was like, just yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah, I did. That's, that's actually the one I'm talking about where they're all in the bunker, right? I think Jason Day was there, him and maybe Morikawa was there. I can't remember now, but yeah, I've seen that one. Um, it's, it's class content. So, yes. I mean, so have you, have you played on any of these tours before then? Have you entered any and played some events or is this going to be all kind of first time doing it no, for the yeah. Jamaica tour and, and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, first time. Like I've carried my mate a few times. Yeah, um, I carried my friend like, a couple of times. It's kind of, it's, I kind of feel like it's helped me because I've experienced what it's like. I know kind of what I'm looking to shoot, what I'm, that mindset you need to be in and it's not yeah. kind of just a, a jolly up with your mates it's you going there to earn money it's your job yeah so everything before like up until now there's always been maybe like amateur competitions then yeah yeah amateur stuff playing with mates um just club competitions um, so, so what, what do you think maybe the the sort of differences are that you just mentioned there then between going from that amateur to being able to play in these tours like what 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 have you tried to maybe change either in your game with your swing etc or your your you know your way of thinking what have you tried to change to adapt to that or start to adapt to it um so i think it's all like everything so um so like from fitness to um the way like i eat on the golf course um do you know i mean like before i'd have like sausage roll can of coke halfway <laughs> yeah. up and i'm good whereas now i'm thinking to myself like oh like i need to drink water the whole way around keep myself like hydrated am i eating the right stuff am i just scoffing a chocolate bar before like I'm going to crash after three holes sure um, so stuff like that um, my practice has changed um, I'm very much more sort of not regimented but it's much more sort of like game based mm-hmm. they're like how many people do you see go to the range they'll just pick up a driver and they're trying to hit it as hard as they can sure. um, like no idea where it's going um, exactly, yeah. so I spend a lot more time like if I'm on a range I'm sort of working on sort of like drills and swing force um, but then I think it's really important when you leave that range to go onto the course, you're free. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing I worked on my coach is drawing like a line. So my pre-shot routine is starts behind this line. And then when I get within three foot of the ball, that's it. Like I'm just focused on my shot, my target. Mm-hmm. Um, and that seems to have helped me because before I stand over it, like, right, what am I doing? Yeah. I think when I speak to a lot of people that are either in a similar position or for example, they've maybe gone from like the Jamaica tour to something like the European tour. And a lot yeah. of them all talk about the short game and how important that is as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, because, I mean, a great point there, what you're talking about, and it's normally amateur golfers that do it, but I may, I imagine maybe some professionals did it and now they don't. But it's it's what you're actually doing when you're practising. And a lot of them talk about the importance of short game and putting because that's probably where you spend the majority of your shots during a round. Yeah. 
So um, yeah, I mean, maybe something else like another area to be to be focusing on, though. No? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think so. Um, a head pro where I work, um, it's like a really good golfer. Like played for England and stuff. Um, and we were chatting the other day, and there's a couple holes at um, the golf club I'm at where you could sort of hit driver and get it up close and chip on. And we were chatting about stuff, and I was like, "Oh, what'd you hit off this thing?" And it was like um, five iron, and I was thinking, "Like, why?" And he was like, you're not going to go to every golf course and be able to drive, like, knocking near a green. He was like, if you can go somewhere and you can wedge it close from 60 yards, he was like, that's how you're going to save your power, save your birdies. Yeah. Um, he was like, and that's kind of the mindset you need to be in, is dial your wedges in. Um, so it's kind of, I think it's one of those, that you, I think each level you go up, you just need to be more precise and dialed in. Mm. And you mentioned you, you did a little bit of carry work for, for your mate as well. I mean, yeah. maybe that'll kind of help out as well. I imagine caddies have to look at the game completely different from the player. So, I mean, like, how yeah. do you think that might help you? Or have you not got that much experience with the caddy inside? Um, you know, like, I've done, to be fair, I've done um, quite a bit for him. Um, I think it's one of those, like, I think you're either made out, I think you're either in that position mindset to be a caddy or you're not. Sure. Um, like, well, we did it. I did it from Walton Heath, and we stood there looking at like sort of flags on on there. Like, I really want to play this shot, mm-hmm. and then it was. I found it really hard to like switch between either like how I play it and how he's going to play it, um, and like sort of distance control and stuff. But like he's my best mate, so it kind of made things easier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I think it's it's one of those, isn't it? Like if you're, you need to have that mindset of okay, I'm going to do this or. But then I think like just chatting to people and find out a bit more about them and how they go about their game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as well, like, if you're going to handle yourself in the correct way, it's going to make things easier. Yeah. I mean, are you somebody that like really looks into the analytics of your, your swing and your distances and all that, where you go back and watch your swing and will you, you want to know all like the, the really specific details with distances, stuff like that? Or do you try not to, do you try and find a balance? Um, yeah, a bit of both. Um, like I'll if I'm gonna do a bit of swing work, um, it's proper. Like I'll focus on it. Like okay, I want to get here, here, here. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like, I'm not someone who will go. Okay, I'm gonna go to the range for three hours rather than go and play. Like if yeah. I'm comfortable in what I'm how I'm swinging it, I'll be on the course ninety percent of the time. Yeah. Um, but then like if it's going bad, like I'll be on the range filming it, being like, okay, why is it going bad? Mm. So I think it's quite important to understand why you hit bad shots. Um, like, is it a bad swing? Is it poor alignment? Is it a mental error? Um, mm-hmm. Like, I've played with so many amateurs that all, um, like, set up to the ball, and, like, their feet are aiming so far left. And they'll then hit one um, left, and they'll be like, oh, I pulled it. And then aim further right, and you're like, you've literally just hit it where you're aiming. Sure. And all of a sudden, they're aimed one from, like, left to right, and they literally have no idea what's going on here. Yeah, and they might think it's something to do with, I don't know, how they come across the body or whatever when the whole time it's actually their feet and they start changing yeah, yeah. That, that they don't need to. Yeah, and then all of a sudden their head's scrambled and they're like, okay, well, that, that never happens. You're, like, you're just you're lining that wrong. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think it's more just a bit of, if you get your basics right, you're halfway there, aren't you? Yeah, for sure. And and so you said then you've got some PJ stuff coming up as well. So, like, what is the ultimate kind of goal and and, and plan for you? Is it playing on the European tour like or would you want to go play on the PGA I mean or are you just taking it step by step for now um yeah but step by step really I mean I think sort of ultimate dream is to be on the European tour your PGA tour um playing and contending majors but 
which you know, I know I'm a long way off. Um, and I know it's going to be a lot of hard work to get there. But I think it's kind of just enjoying the learning process and getting better. Yeah. How old are you at the moment then? 25. Yeah, I'd think about that then. Yeah, so you st- still got plenty of time to, to get there. Yeah, so I saw a fact the other day, actually. So the average age to get on tour is 28. Mm. But the average age to turn pro is 20. So in for yeah, like it's, eight it's, years, you know. Well, it's quite a mixture of golf, isn't it? I mean, with the Americans, you get some of these college players that are coming on now that are early 20s and they're just, you know, they're mega. But as yeah. you said there, you do also get people that come on mid-20s or even at 30 years old. I, I'm trying to think of examples now, but I definitely know it's happened where somebody's come on tour like pretty late and still got on to win. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, it's one of those things that everyone's kind of blooms at different stages. Like, you look at your Morikawa and he's... I saw actually the other day, he lost in the playoff and some tour when he was like 16 or something mm-hmm. um, and now like he's probably the most informed player in the world right now yeah i mean he was an amateur two years ago was it yeah so i think pretty impressive yeah uh, it was, it was, i'm pretty sure it is two years because it was after the open isn't it that's what he said that he was only an amateur a couple of years ago and he was saying that to that amateur that finished top the german guy so yeah you only have to take stories like that as a as a inspira- inspiration isn't it but um, yeah. So, so how, how do you think your game would kind of fit to, let's say, if you did play in the European Tour? Then, like, have you got much experience playing outside of the UK? Or for now, is it is it kind of all UK courses that you've been playing on in tournaments? Um, so to, I go to Portugal sort of like before COVID. I was there probably three or four times a year playing. Oh, cool. Um, Whereabouts on on the Algarve? Yeah, yeah. So um, oh, like, yeah, a few down the bottom. Um, and I think kind of. It sounds silly because it's it's all grass, but like you get there and you're a bit like, like even just like a simple chip just reacts so much differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you hit a ball out of fairway and you're like, okay, that's sort of like span one I thought, or it's just I think it's a lot of a lot of learning. Um, so I think like I've played like Spain, Portugal, and stuff. So I feel like I've I've played abroad um, enough to be a bit like, okay, so I'm not going over there thinking this is just English golf. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it is a lot different than what people think. Um, what about yourself? You played abroad? Yeah, I, not when I was kind of at a decent level. Um, but I've also actually been to Portugal a lot. My family's got a, a house out there, so we we also oh, spend yeah. a lot of time out there. Kind of similar, actually, four or five times a year. So yeah, I played a lot in Portugal and quite a lot in Mexico. I've been living there since three months ago now. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, so I, I I agree. I mean the it is a completely complete difference because I've come back this time being a much better golfer than I was when I left England and yeah. just kind of almost like realizing again how hard UK golf courses can be, you know, because yeah. I've, I've been out in Mexico for a while and before that Portugal and although it is still tough, it's not quite, in my opinion, as hard as like the link style and the style we have there, you know, here in the UK. So I almost yeah. kind of got to like relive that experience of what it was like. I think like Lynx golf is one of those, and it like it can beat you up, and you could easily shoot sort of like seven over par and not put a foot wrong. Yeah, like you kind of hit a shot in, and like you get a dodgy bounce one that kind of kicks through or kicks a different way, and like you're making double from nowhere. Yeah, I think that's the beauty of it, isn't it? I mean, yeah, um, I've heard all these debates over the last few weeks about whether the Open's better or the Masters is better, but for me, it has to be the Open. I think that's you know like how golf should be played for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
do you, do you watch much golf yourself or are you kind of just really into playing it? But are you somebody that will get home and then also watch the golf all weekend as well or, or not so much? Yeah, no, yeah. I think I literally do my girlfriend's head in. Like, we'll be laid <laughs> yeah. down like golf on TV all the time. Uh, and you've got a station now where she's entering into like Instagram um, competitions. Everything is brilliant. Um, <laughs> Class. Is she, is she into it so, herself though or is she just kind of dealing with it for you? Um, yeah, just dealing with me. Like, she'll go to the driving range. Um, do you have a top golf? Yeah, yeah, uh huh. Yeah, so we were there the other night, and um, like, she's always sort of like using my clubs. And there's like a, a lady's nine iron there, and so she's picked it up, teed it up, and like, she's whacked this nine iron. And I'm watching it, like, that is not right, that's gone too far. And it's pinged up, so like, she's carried it about 98 yards. Wow, I was like, where has that come from? Like, and sort of only she's probably picks up club like once a month wow maybe she's yeah. a natural as well then yeah i'll be asking her for lessons <laughs> yeah so um what sort of things are you like when you watch it on tv like are you are you just trying to enjoy it or are you somebody that will also just kind of like are you watching what the players are doing and having a look at their swings or do you not really like to focus too much on what other people do in terms of their their actual swing um a bit of both. Like, I'll, if someone's swinging it well, like I'll, I'll appreciate their swing and looking like, yeah, like they're swinging it well. Um, I spend a lot of time looking at how people like handle themselves on the golf course. Mm. Um, so, someone like it, like a Rich Mansford, and if you know him on the European tour, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the way he kind of like handles himself is just like, yeah, I'm here to to win. Like, quite sort of confident in his ability. Um, yeah. And like, I can be quite sort of like shy and doubt myself. Whereas, if I could get a bit of that in my game. Um, so I kind of like watch stuff like that and be a bit like, okay, that's what I need to bring to my game. Yeah, um, I mean that, but, that's um, that's interesting. Then I mean, like, because you, you obviously were talking about how competitive you are, but then yeah. at the same time you're not shy, but like maybe a little bit. I don't know what the right word would be if it is shy. Yeah, yeah, shy is the word. Yeah. You, would you have that kind of like fighting spirit, or you think that's something that you need to add to the game? Maybe. Um, I think like. I've got the fighting spirit. I think it's more of like a, if I walk into a situation which I'm like, I don't really know, I'm kind of a bit like, I'm one of those where I'm like, I'll just keep my head down. Right. Okay. Um, like, and I know that, I know what I can do, but sometimes like I won't back myself to do it until I start. Like if I start, if I played an event and I'm a bit nervous walking into it, I'll be quiet on the, on the pattern green, quiet on the practice ground. And then like, I could just stand on the first tee, rip one down the middle and I'm fine. Yeah, so it's quite oh, interesting. Away from, and how's your game like at the moment? I, obviously, we talked when you first kind of started yeah. the whole chipping thing and all that. But what's kind of like the good parts and the bad parts of your your game at the moment? Do you feel? Um, I'm putting well at the moment, um, and like I'm driving it well. Um, I think I can kind of tidy up my um, iron play. And then I'm working hard on my wedges. So it's kind of, it's one of those where when it all clicks, I'm, I'm flying, but it's kind of making those those off days not as bad. Sure. And you, like, will you be doing the kind of person that goes through like a lot of drills with your coach or is it more just a bit of an analysis of what you're doing and then just hitting balls? Or will you do a lot of like specific drills to, to try and improve stuff? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I've I started working with a new coach last winter, um, okay. and kind of before then, I'd been a bit like, oh, just swing it back and just hit a big high ropey draw and see how far it goes. Um, whereas now it's kind of much more focused on like 
hit it like how straight can I hit it mm-hmm. um so we've got a few drills in place where like it's just little checkpoints it takes me sort of 10 minutes to do okay. um, so sort of stuff like that doesn't take me very long um so but it's one of those where like I'm quite happy just to sit with a camera behind me and just record and then check every five minutes how it's going sure and on the course itself like what sort of player are you are you somebody that's you know like picking out specific targets or like when you let's say you're driving are you picking out a specific target for a specific tree or are you just like what's your kind of thought process going through every shot and every hole um so if i'm playing like loads and loads of golf and it's just feeling natural um i'll literally just rock up uh sorry walk up to it and be like okay so like it's a back left pin i want to hit the low draw into it so i'll just aim at the middle of the green and just hit a draw mm-hmm. um if i feel like i've not played for say like a week or so I'll um I'll walk onto each hole and be like okay like just trying to narrow my focus down so like okay I'm gonna hit that tree with a fade, mm-hmm. um and I think because otherwise I'll stand there and just be a bit like okay there's a fair way just whack it yeah and if you're in for a bit you had to say in aim small miss small mm-hmm, sure yeah so like like sometimes I can be the opposite and I'll just aim at the fairway and I'm missing <laughs> sort of like twenty yards right and I'm like what is going on here. Yeah, I mean, does the does the kind of caddy of you come out a little bit in terms of are you ever tempted to kind of walk like if you were doing a competition, maybe are you going to be yeah. walking the course first and having a look at all the little details of every hole, or would you not go that much into it? Uh, yeah, so um, a couple of I played in a few events last year, and we got down there the day before walk the course um, like with a wedge and a putter, um, and so I think stuff like that's really beneficial. Um, yeah, I'm not really someone that would if I was playing a practice round, I wouldn't. Count like I wouldn't score. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd stand on each team, hit sort of like, um, like driver and a free wood. Okay, where does that um, get me? Um, is there a bunker down there? How deep is it? Mm. Am I avoiding that? Hit, missing it right, sort of thing. Um, sure. Then I'll hit a couple of balls from the fairway and be like, okay, like just into the, the green as well, like not chasing pins. Yes, it's um, interesting. I was listening to um, uh, Justin Thomas interview, and he was saying yeah. that during practice rounds as well as like pro-ams, anything like that, yeah. the actual percentage of energy level he gives is is basically nothing because yeah. he doesn't want to take anything bad into the actual round, whether it's that weekend yeah. or the next weekend. So like even a practice round, if he's got a putt for birdie, he sometimes just won't take it. He'll just pick the ball up because he doesn't yeah. want to experience missing that putt before he then goes into the round. I found that quite interesting and never really yeah. heard of people kind of talk about it like that before. I think as well, like it's little things like if you're playing on your home course, I suppose you've probably got a hole that is your least favourite hole. Mm. Um, so, and you probably find that when you stand on that tee, you'll be like, oh, it's this hole again. Um, and if you're playing for like millions of pounds, you don't want to be standing on that tee thinking, oh, I may bogey here in the practice round. It's not important. Sure. Um, it's a bit more like the mental side coming into it as well then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think that kind of just comes down to I suppose, like, I mean, I know people play like money matches and practice rounds and stuff. And like, I think if you're having like a second or third practice round, that's really good. Yeah. Um, but I think if you're going to see it for the first time, there's no point really. If you're there to map out a course, you're not going to, you're either going to bomb drive it real or just lay back of everything and not sort of sure. see the whole course. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's a bit both, really. Yeah. Well, listen, Jack, it's been class to meet you and class to talk yeah, about just- you. So, 
with, with these tournaments then, like any, any sort of idea of when we can see you entering these tournaments or have you not got anything absolutely in concrete yet? So I'm looking to play TP Tour on the 11th of August. Okay. Um, and then there's a Tramiga, literally probably 10 minutes down the road for me in about three weeks. Okay, um, cool. Royal Ascot, so I'm playing that as well. Oh, awesome, man. All right, well, I'll, I'll keep a lookout for you and let everybody know, we... for anybody that wants to find you on social um, and check out your content, stuff like that, where can they keep up with you? Uh, so I'm WeberJack on Instagram, uh, WeberJack1 on Twitter, um, and then Jack Weber Golf Professional on Facebook. Class. Awesome, man. Well, All great right. to talk to you. Appreciate Bye. your time. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Thank you.